You know I'm gonna get you, yeah, whatever it takes to. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bertzel. It is a pleasure to be here on this very snowy, very cold, some would say very exhausting Thursday, but we're going to try and bring our A-games tonight, joined, joined by, of course, my wonderful co-host, Jake Simone. Hi, Jake. Hey, what's going on, pal? Glad we made it here. We plowed out our driveways and whatnot, and we're here. We are here. Dude, dude it was it was a long day. It was a long yep. day. I think uh, anybody who was on the, uh, the eastern coast of the United States can definitely say that it was a very, very long day in terms of uh, plowing out. But, you know, we made it through. And hopefully there's no more snow. I think I speak for everybody when I say that. Yeah, you do. And I will also go on the record and I will say that for all the people who want to lecture me about how don't how come I don't like snow? How come I don't like the winter? How the winter's the best time of the year? Well, the next time there's a major snowstorm, come plow out my driveway. If you love winter so much and you love being outside all that much, I would love to be able to give you the opportunity to be outside like you want. So if you want to come and, and, and spend some quality time outside and enjoy the cold air and enjoy the snow, enjoy the prettiness of it, maybe take some pictures for your Visco or for your Snapchat stories oh, or whatever you want, go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Me? They can come no. to mine too, so they can have more yeah, time. There you go, two for two for one deal. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That they can right. they can enjoy the nice sights and sounds of winter. Fuck that. Fuck that, and fuck you, people that love winter. Anywho, we have a loaded show for you today. Some would say not a lot going on, but a lot going on. We have NFL playoff prediction. We're gonna be going through that. Then we also have basement bets. At the end of the show, Deep Sleeper to start the show. Before we get to Deep Sleeper, a little programming note for uh, the Basement Talk podcast family of podcasts for next week. So, of course, next week being uh, Christmas, obviously, I will not be working on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That is not happening. So, as of right now, the plan is for Monday, there will be a week 15 review of the basement talk podcast fantasy show that will be out on monday tuesday there will be a basement talk podcast fantasy show waiver show per usual wednesday jake and i will be recording the basement talk podcast which will be out for you on friday and same thing with the basement talk podcast fantasy show we will be recording that on wednesday for release on friday and if there's anything that is fantasy relevant that pops up within Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, before Sunday slate of games, I will make sure to get on and do a podcast about it because I understand that next week being championship week, there's a lot that can go on in a span of four days. So odds are I will be doing a, a, a podcast of some sort to be released on Saturday uh, to gear up for fantasy championships and update you all on anything that may have gone on in the 72 to 96 hours since we, uh, had last recorded a podcast, we being Adam and I. But for now, this is the Basement Talk Podcast. It's not the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show. Jake, let's get some deep sleepers. So who, what, 
who, what, where, why. What's your deep sleeper for this week? My deep sleeper, due to the the current weather conditions, my deep sleeper is investing that extra couple of dollars in a good car scraper. When your car is frozen over, you got to get to where you need to go, whether that be work or a store for an emergency. You have to have a quality piece of equipment to get your car where it's visible and you can see all four sides and you drive with no problem and you don't feel like your life is hanging on by a thread. Don't be cheap. Spend an extra couple of dollars and get yourself a quality car ice scraper. See, it's very interesting that you said that because when I was plowing out my driveway today, this is, this is a funny little story. So of course my brother, decided to take the two cars that are at my home right now because the other one is still being worked on. So I didn't have my car to worry about. Thank God. This is one of the only times where I would say, thank God there was an extra car in the driveway. He decided that he was going to scrape off his car and his car only. So I had to move my mom's car back into her spot. The way that our driveway is set up, it's kind of like a P. So you have like the long skinny end and then you have the end that kind of just juts out. So the way that we did it was we took the end that juts out. We did that first and then you do the long skinny end. That's where the cars are. So once we got that that part done, it was time to move the cars and, and, you know, then get to the long skinny end. So Matt decides that he scraped off his car, moved it, done, hands me the keys to my mom's car and says, go ahead, move it. I'm like, okay, fine. Little did I know that he didn't even touch my mom's car. And it was completely covered in snow. So I was just kind of like, well, I'm not going to take a shovel to this because this car is worth more than my life. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do here. So I just kind of tried to take my hand to it and, and, you know, rub it off. It wasn't happening because the snow was frozen. So I was like, fuck. So basically what I ended up having to do was, and this is all tying into the scraper, was... I had to use the backup camera that was in the car to get it into the spot. And when I tell you driving with no windshield, no side mirrors, no, no even side windows because they are all covered in snow, no rear window. And I just had this tiny little camera to rely on to get me into the spot and make sure that nobody died or nothing got hit or anything like that. That was a daunting, daunting, daunting task. And I am thrilled that I'm here to tell about it and say that there was no damage that was done in moving that car into its proper spot. See, if you had quality resources at your disposal, you would have had an easier time doing that. See, and it's very interesting that you say that because I came back in after doing it, after basically, I, I feel like I want to die right now. I, I'm so sore beyond ungodly belief. Came in, and right in the corner, there is a big box that I got for Christmas probably three, four years ago. Scraper. Glad you found it now. I, yep. I, I literally said that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, well, for next time, I'm sure there will be a snowstorm within – 
the next two weeks. Well, they're saying that we're, we're supposed to get more snow next week. Oh, nice. Not like not like this, but like, you know, an inch or two. Annoying, yeah. Annoying an Annoying snow. Yeah, where you have to go out and shovel, but you can't really plow or anything like that. So, yes, annoying snow. Correct. Um. Okay, this is a this is a conversation that we need to have. Um, I, I just I, I'm I'm getting everything together because this is a real gripe that I have, and I I've been so excited to come on this podcast and talk about it. My deep sleeper of the week, and this is for all the wrong reasons. Christmas trees. How is that a sleeper? Christmas trees. Well, the part of it which I'm getting to is you know those those how do i put this in a nice way bougie bougie yeah i think it's a good word you know those bougie people that have to document every living second of their entire existence yeah it all goes to the stories and annoying shit that no one cares about yes exactly so in my in my town there is a right in huntington village there is a gigantic christmas tree gigantic christmas tree that i see at least once a day whether it is someone posting it on instagram or someone putting it in their snap story or on on TikTok or whatever, whatever. And I keep, every time I see it, I get more and more irritated, aggravated, because I just say to myself, okay, you're this person, right? And if, if the person did this at the beginning of December when this tree went up, no problem, no problem. It's brand new. You want to show it off. Cool. But we are on, it is December 17th. So odds are this tree has been up for 17 ish days. Everyone and their mother has seen this tree by now. Why do you need to advertise this tree's existence when every single last person on God's green earth? that lives within a five-mile radius of the tree knows that this tree exists? Um, a couple of reasons. Please, please share, because it, it is a lot of bothering people, me to no end. A lot of people are like followers nowadays where they really? see... You don't say. Yeah, yeah, well, more so than ever. So if they see, let's say, four or five friends posting a picture of this tree... They don't want to be left out of their click. They, if you know what I'm saying, so oh, I, I they have me. to, for their mindset and for them to be thinking of themselves as quote unquote cool, trendy, or that trendy, trendy is that, the word I think the kids use these days. Trendy, yeah, or that they have to post a story of this tree, or, or they have to show that they live near this iconic tree to kind of show that they're bougie, bougie or well off, well off. That's a, that's a fine word. Well off. Well, off. that's a fine word. See, I guess, 
I, I kind of titled this wrong when I said it was this Christmas tree, maybe not being the deep sleeper. Maybe the deep sleeper should have been FOMO. Or that. Yeah. FOMO. Because. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't get FOMO. I, and I don't understand it, quite frankly. I think it is the dumbest thing imaginable. I, I get it with, like, if everybody's hanging out, I don't want to miss out on, like, the sickest night ever or, like, the sickest memory. Not, like, a posting a picture of a Christmas tree. Yeah, but I, I guess with this, for, for guys, it's different because guys have different core values than most women do. I think it's fair to say. I, I don't want to upset any females out here, but I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Well, okay. I'm saying basically that odds are that a guy is not going to want to go to some silly Christmas tree in the middle of a village just to take a picture of themselves in front of it for Instagram. Yeah, and for if, 250 people to just and it, and kind you, of like, and if you do, and if you do, you're lying to yourself. Correct. That that's where like I was trying going to show somebody that. something. Yeah, yeah. Right, and 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 there's different kinds of FOMO. Like if if all my friends are hanging out, like you said, Jake. Yes, of course. You know, you you want to be there for sure. But in terms of you know, if you see three of your girlfriends going to take a picture in front of this tree and they post it on Instagram and they get 175, 200 likes, whatever the hell it is. And then it leads you to go to said tree to take a picture of yourself in front of this tree to get yourself those 175, 200 likes just for the fuck of it. Oh my God. Likes, Likes have just completely destroyed this entire generation. I, dude, I likes. completely agree with you. Oh my God. Who really gives a shit how many likes somebody has? Right. And you, you know, what does that mean? What's fascinating to me is there was, there was a, an article that I was reading earlier in the week where they'd surveyed like a thousand people. Let's just say. And the questions basically resided around what gives you the most feeling of pressures or anxieties or worries in, in your everyday life. And the choices were um, social media pressures, uh, peer pressure, you know, things along those lines, social media pressure, one overwhelmingly, and I just kind of, I, I looked at this and I was, I was just Depressing, saying to myself, man. I was just saying to myself, one, what is there on social media that is so pressuring? And number two, why does it matter? Why does yeah. any of that matter? Believe it or not, there's a lot of attractive people out there that keep a very low profile on social media. Of I course. have discovered that. Of are course. they are they more attractive because they don't do that? I don't know. Might be a psychology thing, but social media, man, has just ruined a lot of people. Our opinions of people would be a lot different, or I wouldn't say a lot different. Let's just say a lot of people would have a different view about them if it wasn't for social media. 
I completely agree with you. 1000% agree with you. Yeah. And that's, listen, that is a conversation that you can build an entire podcast around, quite frankly. And going back to the whole point of this deep sleeper segment was talking about this, this godforsaken tree, which I do not understand in the slightest why it is a thing that has become such a, a social media symbol that, oh, you're all of a sudden in with the crowd. If you go and you can go on someone's profile and see, oh, yeah, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Joanne was at the tree. So she's a trendy bitch. Like, I, I, for me, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. This whole social media thing, I don't don't understand. So we went from icebreakers for cars to Christmas trees to social media. (laughs) Yes. Wow. I need a roadmap. Well, we did say we were winging this show, didn't we? (laughs) I don't recall. (laughs) Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. It's okay. We could break the fourth wall. It's okay. doesn't matter. That's out of the bag now, I mean. Um, yeah, exactly. So let's go on and talk about the NFL playoffs. Let's actually get to something that I think most human beings can at least relate to in some level. Uh, so what we're going to be doing is just kind of going through each of the teams and – you know, Jake will get his bit. You know, we'll start with the AFC. I think it's kind of a, a more I don't want to say it's a easier route to kind of go down because I think the the NFC is just so loaded. You pretty um, I think the AFC is pretty damn loaded too. I think no, I think it is for sure. I think the AFC is much more balanced as the NFC is more top heavy. Yes. Yes. That that I can agree with a thousand percent. So if we're just going through again, we'll start with the AFC and these are just kind of the teams that I've, I wrote down here on my little uh, notepad here of um, who we think, you know, is in conversation at least to be in the AFC playoffs. Obviously I wrote down the Broncos. They are not in the discussion for the most no. part. So if we're talking AFC and what we're going to do here, and I should have explained this uh, even more so again, I've completely fucked this up, but who cares? Wing it. What we're doing is we're going to be predicting the, the playoff pictures for both conferences. So as you are aware, or at least should know by now, there are seven playoff spots up for grabs in the AFC and NFC. This of course changed this year where both conferences get an extra wild card uh, spot. So, We'll start with the AFC, as I said. We have, in no particular order, of course, we have the Ravens, we have the Raiders, we have the Patriots, we have the Broncos, aforementioned, not really in this conversation, but I put them down. The Colts, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans, the Browns, and the Bills. So, Jake... No, in order of how you would rank them or where do you think they're going to be? Well, my, my who one seed. Seven, who are your seven seats for the AFC? My one seed's definitely Kansas City. 
my two seed, believe it or not, I'd probably say the Buffalo Bills. I would say the Buffalo Bills. My three seed would probably be, I think the Titans are going to end up winning the South. So I'm going to go with them. And then the AFC, well, I not in order, though. I forgot about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but my four teams, no order. But then there's the Steelers winning the AFC North. That's fair. Four That's seeds. fair. If you're, going, if you're going for the division route, yeah. I mean, I guess that then the conversation that we can have now, because I have it the same exact way, believe it or so not. So we can and, go with the three wild cards. Yeah. I, you can go with the three wild cards, then I want to discuss your, uh, your ranks. So uh, go I, for it. I think the Colts are definitely a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I think the Cleveland Browns are definitely a playoff team. My last playoff team, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. That's that's exactly who I have in the in the AFC. Oh, come on. You couldn't just lie and say you had somebody else. <laughs> well, I think the 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 seeding would be a bit different if we had them uh yeah, if, them ranked. But I mean my like, overall power rankings though would probably uh, that's kind of what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. But I think Cleveland and Baltimore are both better than – I think they're both better than Pittsburgh for what I've seen from Pittsburgh lately. Wow. Pittsburgh's looked horrible lately, man. Well, they I They can't mean, run the ball. Look, I would say this, and I guess this is what the conversation – where the conversation was, was going to inevitably end up, was talking about the Steelers and what their playoff potential is. I look at this football team, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. You can tell me if I am way off track with this. So feel free if if I am. But what I see is the best defense that's left. But this is an offense that just puts too much weight on Ben Roethlisberger being the guy, being the catalyst for what makes this train go and the problem that i have with pittsburgh at this moment in time is as you said jake they cannot run the ball and that is a huge problem when you get into the playoffs you you're not going to win a playoff game throwing the ball 45 50 times you're you're just not you need to have a balanced approach on offense and for Pittsburgh, they can't let their defense just continue to bail them out when this offense doesn't score points because they're left in positions where they can't move the ball because opposing defenses have figured this out. You stop the pass against Pittsburgh, odds are you shut this offense down. Yeah, and also you mentioned that great defense. They really haven't been the same to me since Devin Bush went down. And also, now, but, and also now Bud Dupree's down. I just think they might have peaked at the wrong time. It would not shock me at all to see this team not win a playoff game. Wouldn't shock me. So you think that they could be a one and done? They could be. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I mean, look, it is entirely possible. It really, I, really is. That this. What have we seen from them lately to make us think otherwise? Let's talk about probably the surprise team of the AFC and, and maybe a team that I know, Jake, you weren't necessarily very high on my guy, Josh Allen, in the past. No. But, I mean, let's face it. He's, 
He's in a great position to produce. He has produced at a very high level. The Bills, they are a complete football team. And I tell you what, am I crazy for saying the Buffalo Bills are the second best team in the AFC? No, you're not. And if they had a good running game, I think they would beat Kansas City. But the bottom line is Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are not getting it done, keeping it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. No, no. It's just not. I agree agree with you a thousand percent. And the way you beat the Chiefs, as you said, is keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. And Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are not going to be those guys. But if this defense can pull up against Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game, which will most likely be in Arrowhead, the Bills, they have a chance. I think the Bills are probably the best competition for the Chiefs in the AFC. Maybe if the Baltimore Ravens pick up steam, maybe you talk about them as well. But I just, I don't see the Chiefs struggling against Pittsburgh. I don't see them struggling against Cleveland. I don't see them struggling against Tennessee. I mean, we've seen that one before. I think there's two teams that would present a little bit of a challenge to Kansas City. Baltimore, like you mentioned, and we saw last year on Sunday Night Football, this team had the blueprint to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. I was about to get there and talking about the Colts because they are another one that I think no one is talking about, and it comes down to the defensive play from the Colts. And they found a running game. Bingo. They found a running game with Jonathan Taylor. They need to get, make him the primary guy. First and second down, Jonathan Taylor. That's it. If you want to put a Naeem Hines on third down, he's a more reliable pass catcher, pass blocker, whatever, fine. But you need to give the majority of the important touches for the Colts running game. You need to give that to Jonathan Taylor because he will make a difference. And bottom line is the Colts are not going anywhere in these playoffs. No. Relying on Phillip Rivers. It, or Naheem Hines. Or Naheem Hines. It's, or Jordan Wilkins. It's, it is not happening. So they have got to go and do what everyone and their mother says is the ideal way to beat the Chiefs. I think Frank Reich knows that. And that is running the football. That is a game that if it were to happen, Jonathan Taylor can get 30, 35 carries. And I don't think anybody would be surprised. The Titans tried to do it with Derrick Henry. It didn't work. They had to start throwing the ball. And Tannehill couldn't couldn't get it done. Right. So, again, this all comes down to you need a balanced approach on offense to get it done against the Kansas city chiefs and in the playoffs in general and going back to the Steelers, they don't, they don't have that. You can make a case for Cleveland where their problem, I think is the 100% opposite where they rely too much on the run. And what happens now, if you have a Cleveland team that runs into Indianapolis or runs into a Baltimore or perhaps runs into a Pittsburgh. Does the run game get shut down? And do we have to rely now on Baker Mayfield being the catalyst for a Cleveland Browns playoff win? And that is frightening. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, anytime you need Baker Mayfield to make a big decision. I wouldn't want to be on the other. I just wouldn't want that for my football team. No, no, neither would I. Before we move on to the NFC, I want, I just want a quick hitter uh, out of this one. Um, Tennessee Titans. And this is one that I think a lot of people, there's a lot of debate about the Titans because I don't think many people have a gauge as to what they really are. Jake, do you see them as a contender or as a pretender in the AFC? A hundred percent of contender because they have Derrick Henry. That's fair enough. We, we saw last year that Derrick Henry could win a playoff game all by himself. This is true. This is true. He yeah, single-handedly yeah. beat Baltimore. The team that to me, the to me, if who who would the matchups be right now? Would you have Cle- who would just go through that? With me? Then so it, we got. I know we got to move on to the NFC. Yes. So it would be as of right now, it would be Pittsburgh versus Miami. Miami's oh, yeah. a seven seed. Pittsburgh okay, so Pittsburgh. It wouldn't shock me though if Miami won, but I would say Pittsburgh. I would say Pittsburgh as well. It would be Buffalo and Indianapolis. That is that would be an unbelievable show. I would Buffalo, love Indianapolis. Yeah, I would take yeah. Buffalo. But let me ask you: the 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 um the Dolphins are currently the last seed, assuming Correct. the Ravens would get that last seed. So we could have Steelers Ravens in the playoffs, which would just be that would be awesome. Yeah. So the NFL wants that. Okay. Right. So it would be it, the Ravens are eight and five. Miami's eight and five. So. A loss to the Patriots, you know, would see Miami fall out. And if Baltimore beats Jacksonville, which they should, yeah, then the Ravens would fall into that seventh spot. And I then hope Jacksonville wins, but that's, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. A different, give your, different, give yourself different some, some breathing room because you're, you're not beating the Rams. Don't worry about it. And then you have oh, the yeah. Titans and the Browns. I would probably give a, a slight lean to the Titans. I would as well. I would as well. But, you know, we're, we're, we're picking all favorites here. I think if there is, if there's one upset that I could see really happening, if the Ravens are in that seven spot, I could see the Ravens beating the Steelers. Uh, and yeah. I could also see the Colts beating the Bills. So I, I could I. see it. So can I. I could definitely see it. But the, the Browns, I don't think they would have a chance against against the Titans. I don't, th- I don't think they would. No. No. But, hey, we've seen the Titans and the Browns play already. And Baker Mayfield completely carved them up. Yeah, that makes me like the Titans a little bit I, more. I agree with you. I one hundred percent agree with you, and that's and that's more of uh, more of my conviction with uh, with Tennessee on that one. So we move on from the AFC. Actually, before we move on there, uh, Jake, are we in agreement that Kansas City wins the AFC? Bearing, bearing let's say, let's any say Baltimore injuries gets or. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. So Baltimore go gets in. Mahomes is fine. Kelsey's fine. Tyreek Hill's fine. Yeah, Kansas City wins the AFC. Yep, I agree with you. Okay, so we go from the AFC where there is more, I guess, clarity in terms of who we think wins it, who we think gets in. Now we go to the NFC where, ooh, Lordy, I mean, you could say all these teams are very much in this Honestly, I mean, I, I just narrowed it down, but you have in no particular order. You have the Giants, you have the Eagles, you have the Lions, 49ers, Chicago, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Washington, Seattle, the Packers, 
the Rams and the Saints. So Jake, I think I'll, I think I'll go first on this one. Um, obviously, the Green Bay. They, they, in my opinion, they have the NFL MVP on their roster right now, and that is Aaron Rodgers. So I will, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say that the Green Bay Packers do win uh, the number one seed in the NFC. Number two, I, I'll still take the Saints. I'm not necessarily convinced by New Orleans. I think that they are going to lose this weekend to the Kansas City Chiefs which then opens the door for the Rams to go to 10 and four and potentially be the number two seed in the NFC. But I still think the saints are a good shout to be the number two seed in the NFC. Number three, I'm going to go for the Los Angeles Rams. I, I, I just mentioned them before. I think they win the NFC West and they'll be the number three seed there Four, I'm going with Washington. I think that they are the feel good story of perhaps the year. And, you know, I have them, you know, locked and loaded to be the number four seed in the NFC. Five, I'm going with Seattle. I mean, no real surprise. They finished runners up uh, to the Rams. So, you know, plug them in as number five. But, you know, they have a very, very, very interesting matchup week 16 uh, facing the Rams um, in Seattle. So I think, you know, if the the Seahawks can win that game, we're talking about Seattle potentially being a number three, even a number two seed uh, in the NFC. Six seed, I am going with the Bucks. I do think they get in um, and do create noise as a lowly six seed. And then as the seven seed, it, this was a tough one because you have the Bears, who their defense is very good, but offensively they're very, yeah. very challenged. Uh, Minnesota, much the same story. Offensively, they're fine. Defensively, they're a mess. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. I, I don't love it considering Kyler is hurt at this very moment in time but i'm just gonna ride with them i think they're the best team out of the cardinals vikings and bears so i'm just gonna stick with them. that's we we're in agreement <laughs> we, we really are yeah i mean honestly there is nobody else really in the nfc where i'm convinced that if they get in they would do a lot whereas the cardinals i completely am there's one team you cannot sleep on, though. That I don't know. I you might kill me for this one. Is it, is it the Eagles? It is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, I think not... they found. I think they found something for this season. That is, I I don't know about long term, but we've seen a history of these quarterbacks that can run, where it takes teams a a little bit to figure them out, and there's three games left in the season. Would it shock me to see Philadelphia go two and one to finish the year and win the division? No, it wouldn't shock me one bit. Wouldn't shock me. No, it really wouldn't. And, and they in have the playoffs. Two, you want to go to Philly? They have two huge divisional games coming up as well. Dallas next week, and then Week 17 they play Washington, which could be could for, the be for the division. Yeah, could be for the division. So uh, we'll have to wait and see with the uh, with the Eagles. Okay, so that is the you, playoff. Who do you talk. have winning? Uh, just, I'm sorry, but who do you no, have winning? No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, who do I have winning the NFC? I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to go with the other team in the NFC. NFC. Uh, wow, NFC West. That is. You're going to go with the Rams. Very. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I, that defense is going to translate the playoffs. And we talked about 
a rookie running back emerging for the Indianapolis Colts. A rookie running back is emerging for the Los Angeles Rams and Cam Akers. Yeah. He's the real deal. He's a beast. He's a beast. And, you know, I'm really happy for him because he was – he was a guy that I think if I had to pick any one of the rookie running backs, I think could make an immediate impact in year one. It probably was a mix of Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. Not so Clyde Edwards Alaire, who was going first round of fantasy drafts. Oh God, don't get me started. You might give me Adrida. Anywho, um, let's go and talk about some basement bets, shall we? Um I mean, this the show will be out in due course, um, but we we won't get to talking about Thursday night football. Um, I would say if I'm looking at any bets that really strike me and make me go, yeah, you know, this is a good play for me. Uh, the Buffalo bills as six point favorites against Denver. I think that is a absolutely fantastic one. I think that's one that I would be all over quite frankly. We're in agreement there. Um, I think in a teaser, believe it or not, the Jets at plus 23 <laughs> wouldn't what? be too terrible. I like the Rams straight up there. You do? Dude, the Jets just scored three points against the Seahawks. Worst secondary in the league. What are they going to do against the Rams defense? With what, what are they going to do when Aaron Donald is coming in there every play unblocked? Very fair. Oh, very, very, God. very fair. Jets? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hoping for a lot. It's, it yeah. is hoping for a lot. Um, I would say if I'm looking at college football, I would say there are a lot that I do like. And we were talking about, you know, championship weekend as well. Oklahoma minus five and a half versus Iowa State. I do like that one a lot. I disagree heavily on that one. Really? Iowa State's one of mine. Really? Very, very interesting. I, th- I think those players know Matt Campbell is likely going to go somewhere else next year. And I think they're going to play their hearts out for him. They have a very big senior class. And they are going to play hard. They're not the sixth ranked team in the cut. Co- they are no joke. And they are really well coached by Matt Campbell, who's an up and coming star of the coaching business. I like them getting five and a half. I, I would not shock me to see them win. I think they're going to win outright. Very quick segment here on the uh, basement uh, basement bets, but Jake, what are the bets you have for uh, for this weekend? I have some big spreads that are going to be covered. Interesting. I I have Alabama winning and covering seventeen against Florida. Wow. I think there's poster board material because Dan Mullins opened up his mouth today saying they'll worry about the college football playoffs after they beat Alabama, and I also have uh, Ohio State minus twenty. I don't think Northwestern is on the same playing field as them. And I think there's some magic this year with the Coastal Carolina. I have them covering three. I think that's an easy three to lay. Something about them this year, man. You, you got I, They have some magic, and magic in college football is a very real thing. So those are my basement bets for this week. All in college football. Not really much I like in the NFL this weekend, believe it or not. No, I was going to say very tricky not- slate. There weren't a ton of NFL games that I really, really did like. Uh, before we go, and a very quick Basement Talk podcast this week, um, one game that I did get actually a question about, believe it or not, was where are we laying in the ACC championship game between Clemson and Notre Dame? If we had to it's, do anything. It, it started at seven, and now it's ten and a half. 
I can't go against my man Trevor Lawrence. I have no. to. I, I have to go with Clemson on that one. I would probably. I I know a lot of our listeners like teasers. I think a teaser with Clemson and Ohio State is very safe. I, oh, there's no way Northwestern plays a close game with Ohio. The 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 talent level of both teams is just absurd. I absurd. agree with you. They're literally on different sides of the spectrum here. They're on different stratospheres. Yeah. I would say, you know, if you, even even if you were just going to place it straight and you wanted to place it, you know, after hearing this, I think 10 and a half, you know, going to Clemson, I think they would I think they cover that because we've had this discussion about Notre Dame on the podcast where I've said I just I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. I don't no, buy a lot, it. a lot of people overvalue them for their win against Clemson with a backup quarterback. Yes. Correct. And I think that's where a lot of the big money is gone because you don't really see spreads go from seven to ten and a half like they did. So that suggests to me that a lot of the big, big, big money is going the way of Clemson. So I think the ten and a half, if I had to pick, I would say that's the way I would go. I would even probably say that the money line sitting at 470. I, while I don't love it, there's not a lot of value there. Yeah. I think that's a fine lay if you're looking for something that is safe. Yeah. At least, at least safe in my eyes. Um, but a very quick uh, Basement Talk podcast this week. We will be back, of course, with a pretty monster show, I would say. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about the NBA. It'll be an entire episode dedicated to the National Basketball Association. We'll be going through all of our predictions for the year, talking about regular season awards, talking about the playoffs, talking about maybe some trades that happen during the season. Maybe we'll talk about that as well. So... That is it for the Basement Talk podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to go check out the Basement Talk podcast, Basement Talk podcast fantasy show, Basement Talk podcast debate, all on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts as well. So, Jake, I'm Bird. Bye-bye.